Monza is a race that never disappoints and it was no different this year. The sprint race did what it was supposed to do and mixed up the grid. Botas did what Botas does. The championship contenders clashed again and the Honey Badger claims he never left. Let's jump the start. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to the Jump to Start yep, yep. Racing program podcast. My name is Wellington. I'm here with two of my closest friends this week. Ruben, say hello. What's going on, guys? <laughs> yes, he. Hi. Also, I'm high, by the way. This week? This week. You're my closest friends this week. It may not stay that way next week. <laughs> Just giving you guys a heads up. I am feeling some type of way about that. Anyway, <laughs> Jump to Start Racing Podcast at Jump to Start F1 on Twitter and Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. You could find us there for podcast platforms. We're also on YouTube. Hi. Jip, jip, jip. Ruben, how was your weekend, dude? It was good. Can't complain. Sunday was better. Sunday was better because of race day. Yes. Because of football. Oh, I, I, fell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fell asleep. American football. Yes. Yes. Not football. Yes. NFL season started this week. Yes. Yeah. It's a great weekend. Great weekend. It was a great weekend. Great. Had a great weekend. How was yours, Wells? It was, you know why Yancy's saying it was a great weekend? Because Saturday night he got to hang out with me. Yeah. That's we, why I'm feeling some type of way right we, now. <laughs> we, uh, we didn't paint the town red because we're old, but. <laughs> we did okay. <laughs> we did okay. I met up with some old friends. Yes. Caught up. I was invited. And then Sunday. Yeah. And you you guys know. Sorry. I was a, I was invited. You were invited. You didn't go. I'm a huge Easy. football fan. And it was week one of the NFL season. And I was on the couch. Yeah. From after the race till about eight o'clock when I went to my parents' house, I was on the couch either half asleep or watching football. So. Or fully asleep. Or fully asleep. Hungover? At times. <laughs> At times. I was anyway. Hungover. I was hungover on Sunday. Let's jump into but it. We guys. got up on time and we watched them. Thank God we got up. Let's yep. get into this whole weekend so we can talk about this race. Yes. Well, before then, the news. Silly season is getting less silly or it peaked, I think. It I peaked. Think, I think silly season peaked this Once week. that domino fell. Of Valtteri Bottas, yeah. yeah. What we this, which is what we expected. Then all of the all the stuff we said the week before was gonna happen, just all kind of happened. Russell's over at Mercedes, Albon's over at uh, Williams. Vettel has not signed, has not been signed to his extension, extension, his, his second option. year option contract, like a baseball contract. Now. I picked up the option, option. The, basketball like that too. The two AlphaTauri drivers. Gasly and uh, uh, Tsunoda have been re-signed, so they'll be there next year as well. So confirmed. the only seat confirmed, yes, the only seat that's really open is still that second Alfa Romeo seat. And we said it was Giovinazzi's to lose, I think is is really, or or he's a contender for that seat. Let's he's a that contender. Way. Let's put it that Well, way. it is his seat to lose. He's currently in that seat. Yeah. So if he's a contender, he, he it's his He's definitely not Kimmy's anymore. He's retiring. Well, yeah. Just leave so. me alone. <laughs> <laughs> that was my brother. That's his teammate. 
<laughs> one day we're gonna Yo. get it right. What? <laughs> you had to do one thing. Just Luke. one job. One you job. We had one job. And this week there's no trivia to even throw them up. So. And then he like he and then he plays it for the second time like it's gonna do it any better. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave him alone. He knows what he's doing. That's really what it comes down to. <sighs> so do we want to go down one by one? All right. So the Vettel deal, he has not looked so hot. This weekend included, he is not. Last week he did not look good. Yeah. Is he happy he, there? I think he's okay. Nah, he's fine there. T- he just, got a podium there too. The, the, okay. I think it looks, no, he, he ever since they took away his podium, he got well. He did get a podium. Yeah, actually had two on the road, um, but they took away his podium, and ever since then it hasn't been. You know, it's been a little bit iffy with him. I this know. week was definitely a. Str- I mean, Straw always goes well in Monza, anyway. So yeah, but it's academic, right? He's gonna resign, or like it, the option will be exercised. They won't. Who else are they going to bring in? Yeah, they're just. Nah, they're just. Why wouldn't they keep Vettel? I mean, Vettel's driving pretty good this year, anyways, considering the circumstances. The car's not that great, but it's decent. You can get points in it, and he's consistently running in the points. And it's what you would expect in a car like that. You have ups and downs. It's a midfield car at the end of the day. But you you also share with us this weekend that um that the car midfield car sorry the car was not set up for Monza that they chose they they invested somewhere else or they chose. To like, I guess, to sacrifice themselves in Monza with the way they set up the car. Well, Stroll did pretty well this weekend. Yeah, he Stroll. Did, yeah, I. The team is is confusing to say the least right now. True. They it, they're all over the place from from the start of the season where they just haven't been able to recover from uh, the low rake to the high rake. They just have not been anywhere. Yeah, they don't they don't have the resources like a Mercedes has to to get that job done, but. Listen, well, the budget cap also is not going to help them. Uh, you, there's, there's only so much you can do, especially when you, you have the rule changes next season. Um, they're obviously going to take their resources and focus it on next year's car. So, like I said, it, it's a it's a team that's not fighting in the top of the midfield. It's fighting in the bottom of the midfield. So you're gonna have the they're gonna they're gonna have good days and bad days. Sometimes they're in the point. Sometimes they're not. Um, they got one car in the points this weekend, so yeah, good for them. And they had the 007 ad all over the place. I think they were doing yeah, a couple of things true. for it. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that'll 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 make them faster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, next lineup. Next next item. George Russell official. Something we expected. Something everybody expected. I guess just take our episode last week and repeat what we said. Right. It. This is a great step for him. I mm-hmm. believe it's a great step for the team to have another person that um, we believe is – we have to assume, right, because we, we can't tell the future. We believe will be more competitive than Valtteri Bottas and will ultimately be challenging Lewis if they're at the front of the pack again for the Drivers' Championship. Which will be better for us. Yes. Now, real quick, let's, let's, do you think he beats Lewis next year? It's – too early to tell, man. Like that's one of those things. Also, be close. Come Lewis on, man, is one of the greatest of all time. Let's do two early predictions. There's no yes or no. There's no yes way. or no. No yes. way. Yes. No yes way. No. Not oh, not for the whole season, but there'll be days. That's that what he happen. asked. Oh. Yeah, you can't for change the, the so question. So you say no. You say not the whole season. No, no me too. So he'll right. beat him during races. Some yeah, races. yeah, yeah. Of course. I mean that. But the the teammates battle now. Yeah. Okay. 
That's a too early prediction. There you go. No, no, no. <laughs> I wonder if he'll I'll qualify him. That's that's where I'm like, man, will he be able to do that? Because he's been so he's been Mr. Saturday. Like, will he be able to oil qualify? Him? I don't know. I'll qualify the best qualifier in F1 history. Ooh, it's just gonna what? be good. Listen, <laughs> is it gonna upset upset the harmony at Mercedes? Yes, it will. Um, but I don't think he's gonna come in like ruffling feathers off the bat. Rustling feathers. R- rustling. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sorry, was, I had to. Was that I a? Um, it was a layup. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I, I thought it was like a Freudian slip there. Um, but it will be good for us, and it will be good for Netflix. Oh man, I cannot wait for that. Um, so Naran Gasly officially signed. Expected, okay. right? Yeah. Yeah, well, apparently Sonoda didn't think so because he felt like he crashed the car too much this season. That was a real moment of honesty there at the press. Conference. I mean, he's not wrong. No, he's not. He's not. But um, but apparently he's you know it brings a lot of uh, good vibes to the team. Uh, that's what Gasly said. So um, <laughs> why not? Yeah, that's what they used to say about Boras, right? Yeah. No, no good vibes. <laughs> uh, all right. Albon signed deal with Williams. So there is a strict – so Toto Wolf had an issue with Albon going to Mercedes because he is a Red Bull-controlled driver, and now he'll be driving with a Mercedes power unit and could potentially pass secrets. So there is a strict uh, – IP clause. IP uh, confidentiality. Yeah, intellectual property confidentiality clause, which is why this deal took a little bit longer – to materialize because that's what Total Wolf was worried. So the deal is that um, for the next 12 months, Alban is strictly a Williams driver, not to be in contact with anybody at Red Bull. So, and, and obviously the strict clause is that he is not allowed to share information about the engine. For the 2022 race season, right? Yes. Not the next 12 no, months. No, no, no. He's still- well, the 2022 race season, yeah. Well, and, well, when he officially starts, I would say, yeah. For for twelve months, whenever that begins. So, I mean, right now, obviously, he's still. How do you prevent it? I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? At least it's in a contract. So if they find something, they got something to enforce. It's we were just talking about before hitting record in two thousand seven. How McLaren got in trouble for the secrets being passed along about the engine, and they got disqualified. And the way that they were found. The way they were found out, yes. They were found out. Is it one of? The, was it one of the? Yeah, one of the, the f- Ferrari engineers. Engineers was making copies at Kinko's to send it over to McLaren. And I think one of the, I think one of the attendants was a McLaren fan or something, and reported or that. That's so crazy. <laughs> reported that's so crazy. That's when things started. Yeah. So. And if it wasn't a McLaren fan, what if it was just a Fer- another Ferrari fan or something? That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I mean, I, I'm assuming it was a McLaren fan because it was nothing. Uh, there was a Kinko's in London. Is, he has a family member or friend that's really an F1 fan. And he's like, hey, what do you think what of is this? this? Thing? <laughs> you, you've seen this, somebody doing this here. So now we I know Albon's going to take his Mac and he's going to go airdrop stuff to uh, Helmut Marco. I'm pretty sure there's a somebody at one of those teams that can. Find out a way they can Jeez. trace an airdrop. <laughs> Man, you're doing like a daily or weekly check on his on his Dude. computer to do all that. Dude. I don't know how they're going to police it, but whatever it gives Total Wolf. If Total Wolf is confident, I guess I got to be confident too. Yeah. That guy's... I mean, at the end of the day, it, it, what Total, what, what, this is what Total Wolf said. He didn't want, I'm paraphrasing obviously. Um, he didn't want to 
obviously be involved in the decision of what driver Williams should be driving. That should be to Williams' discretion. He, but he thinks that you know, and and it's understandable. He just wants to make sure that their intellectual property, as far as the engine engine mm-hmm. is concerned, because obviously we're in competition with other teams, other powertrain manufacturers. Um, they don't want that passed along to anybody else. But the deal's done. You guys are happy that album's back in uh, form, Formula One? I mean, we'll see what he can do because that Williams team is improving. We're seeing what George Russell is able to do, who finished again in the points this weekend. Mm-hmm. We'll see if he could beat Nicholas Latifi 30 times in a row or whatever it was that Russell did. Probably I think not. he, well, I mean, Alban was is his, his strong suit was never qualifying. qualifying. Never. But he was pretty good with his racecraft, pretty good during the races. Much like what's happening with Perez this year at Red Bull. So, um, but does he deserve the seat? I think so. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, he's he's not going to be under the the heavy pressure of of the Red Bull team. Obviously, it's a top running team. You have to be able to handle that. But it's good for his development. He's won a race in DTM uh, this year, and he's obviously uh, Parrot Checo has said that Alban has helped him a lot in just recognizing or just helping a lot. Just you know him understanding uh the red bull car this year so i think he deserves it and i also think that um uh you know him and russell are very close friends and lando yeah it was the three best friends but you know since he's taking russell's seat i think there had to be something okay even though they won't say i think i say if if he brings that attitude that he had that he used with checo to the team, he'll be a great asset to the team. Yeah, as well. absolutely. Not only you know, obviously talking about his experience and stuff like that, but, mm-hmm. but you know, he probably might be able to. But he also have has tailor a few things. But he also has experience driving for a top team in yep. Formula One, um, and and being a reserve driver too for a top team in Formula One. So that definitely helps, especially for a young team on the on the up and up. Young it's, team. Well, you can say that. You can say they're a young team. Dorito Capital, yeah. yeah. Or Doralton. Doralton. Dorito Capital. <laughs> All right, hit the drop. Gentlemen, a short view back to the past. Yes, I know I have to memorize it. Yes, yeah, without it. You think he'll do it, but without it? I, I, I will. I will do it soon. He won't. <laughs> wow. Confidence. <laughs> Been waiting for this long. What's, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. going to change? So, all right. So, this week, this weekend was obviously different because of the sprint qualifying. So, it was Friday practice, Friday qualifying. Saturday practice, Saturday qualifying, and then Sunday the race. On Friday, after practice, or on Friday... I thought Friday was qualifying. Friday's qualifying. Yeah. Okay. Sprint qualifying. I think he missed one word for Saturday. Sprint Sprint qualifying. qualifying. Yes. So, on Friday, uh, due to an issue with Baras' car, it was decided to change his engine, his his, uh, power... Well, the engine. Yeah. So once all components of the power all unit. components mm-hmm. correct. Once that happened, Boras had to officially start the race from the back of the grid. Didn't matter what he did in qualifying or sprint qualifying, right? Because technically, sprint and qualifying and sprint qualifying is technically part of the qualifying process for the Grand Prix. But he could still secure championship points with his finish in sprint qualifying. Absolutely. So, Honestly, that was really the the big news coming out of uh, the Friday and the Friday qualifying. There wasn't really much um, specifically to talk about 
with the qualifying, aside from, you know, we see, especially at Monza, we see each teammate have to give the other one a, a, toe, a toe because of DRS is, the wings are so flat that the DRS does not so even provide much of an advantage. Virtually non-existent. Right? So what you need is your partner in front of you punching through the air so that you could get the benefit of less drag on your car. Mm-hmm. So we saw... Which is equates to up to seven tenths of a second faster per lap if you get a toe. Yeah. Which is quite a bit. So we saw... Essentially, we didn't like physically see it, but we a lot of the teams, most of the teams, they took turns. Their drivers took turns, either the first run or the second run. That's when they would get the toe or give the toe. What happened with Sergio Perez was he was forced to give Max Verstappen a toe on each run. So he never was able to even qualify all that well in Q3. This ended up putting him down. I'm sorry, I'm looking up the... Uh, qualifying he ended up qualifying in ninth mm-hmm. as a result behind both ferraris behind pierre gasly behind both mclarens and then ultimately behind both mercedes and max verstappen this is the friday anything Close else co- right anything else come out of qualifying that you guys want to talk about no that was it i mean i, I think it, but it's also important for sergio sergio perez to qualify higher i mean that's been his weakness and um but if the team doesn't provide the help when it's needed here there's nothing he, they could, he could do he did have a chance for a second run but again he didn't get the toe so it's it's and different. Tra- there was a there but was a, i mean the, obviously they they're going to be they're going to be prioritizing max yeah and there was a lot of traffic too because yeah, it was, it was a, a a max did a run where he was where he faced a lot of traffic i think gasly also tried to do a run that he was he faced a ton of traffic where you know they just came barking over the radio about it. I mean, they did change the rule, right? They said you have like a minute 40 or something like that to be able to complete your Complete your out your outlap. Out lap. Yeah. That was weird. So, But it was still like a ton of traffic there. Yeah. I don't I mean, I, well, I don't know what would be the solution. Maybe they'll come up with something or just leave it like that. That's what makes it, maybe that's what makes Monza qualifying so interesting. So the sprint qualifying at, the, the qualifying positions for the sprint qualifying were the two Mercedes at the front. Bottas actually out-qualified Hamilton. Then it was Max Verstappen, Lando Norris, and Daniel Ricciardo, fourth and fifth. Pierre Gasly, sixth. Seventh and eighth were Sainz and Leclerc. Ninth, Perez. And tenth, my boy. The, the Bergamo, Bergamo bullet. bullet. Antonio Giovinazzi. <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> um, <laughs> the sprint qualifying. First, I want to ask you guys, what did you guys think? of this sprint qualifying session as opposed to the one we saw in Silverstone. I uh, thought it was much more entertaining. It was a, it was very I, it was very entertaining for the first few laps. I wouldn't say it was exciting all the way through. But it's, it's only what it was 18 laps I think it was, right? Yeah. And but that was the spring race you're talking about then. Yeah, he's, spring, he's sprint, sprint qualifying, qualifying is sprint race, yeah. Um jeez. What's wrong with you, bro? No, no, I'm like Spring qualifying. This yeah, it is confusing. The sprint race I is the it. sprint qualifying. It's all, it's all right, Ruben. We got you, bro. We got you. <laughs> so, but, but the end result is exactly what we wanted. It mixed up the field for the Grand Prix. And it it ultimately made the Grand Prix. It made the Grand Prix much more, inch, much more interesting much more interesting than we expected aside from everything else that happened but 
all of that happened because there was a mix-up of the field and cars were out of position because of the sprint race. What are your thoughts, Ruben? We saw Gasly go off yes. during the sprint race. And Hamilton so had a horrible start, too. Hamilton right. had a horrible start. We dropped like him down to, to fifth place instead of qualifying up in the front row. He would have been lower if it wasn't that Gasly crashed out. Yeah, and then we got, you know, Lando... And Ricardo, Ricardo in third place, uh, Lando in fourth, and then with Valtteri Bottas. I just want to get your thoughts. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm, I just want to get your thoughts on it. I apologize. Ruben, what were your thoughts? Stepping on your toes. No, no, I was just going to start giving, <laughs> going into that. Just yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right. Um, no, so Hamilton had the, the poor start. He says it was due to he had an issue with his clutch. He, he had to paddle, or I guess he placed his finger in the wrong spot for the clutch paddle. Okay. Okay. So that led, as Yancey said, that led to him falling down to fifth. And you ever seen like the, the um, like if you're watching a video and it's like you attack a, a hive of bees, like getting swarmed. That's what it looked like the McLarens did to like Hamilton. That's what it looked like the Red Bull and the two McLarens. Like it, they just engulfed them right at the start. And then from there, Boras took off. Max, Max took, took off. off. And then you see just the two McLarens. I, I was totally shocked. Uh, like you guys, like Yancey said, it was awesome to see. Yes, it was awesome to see a different starting order. Mm -hmm. And it was because of Hamilton's error. Right. I don't know if the sprint qualifying would have changed too much. If uh, not for as that far error. As for the, um, but because it think... was a race, that's what happens. If you're not doing the typical... Laps. Well, yeah, that's the whole thing. But yes and no, because we have um, Bottas had a great weekend. He dominated the sprint race. Let's let's give him let's give him his due. Um, and he, you know, he he qualified first, finished first in the sprint race. Um, but because of those engine penalties where he drops back, obviously McLaren was running well the whole weekend, but that promoted Danny Ricardo to the first row. Yeah. So. And, I, and, you know, we'll get to the results later of the race, but obviously that part, um, you know, that just the fact that he started on the front row can give us more opportunity for the race result to be different than the usual Mercedes Red Bull 1-2 or the Mercedes 1-2 or the, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, I mean, I'm not even going to say no, Red Bull 1-2 because... Ricardo's the front like. How the hell? Yeah, I mean, yeah because, because Botas, he's in the front row. Like, Bottas yeah. won. Verstappen was there. But it's because, but because Bottas, Bottas went, went, to, the went to the back. So like I said, it just provided a different starting grid than what we're used to. And obviously, we know that the starts, if you get a good start during a Grand Prix, it 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 um it changes up the race order. Not because maybe they'll finish in that, that same order that they started, but it'll at least... If you have a car in front, since it's difficult to overtake, it'll back up the field a little bit more so you have a little bit more racing, which is exactly what happened during the Grand Prix. And clean air gives you the advantage. Yeah, so. because you don't see, you don't, you're not, you weren't seeing these 30, 40 second gaps up front where a car is just running away. It was literally exciting to see the entire Grand right. Prix because everything was so close. So it was good. It was very exciting. Mm -hmm. So the results for the sprint race Valtteri Bottas first, Max Verstappen second, Daniel Ricciardo third again due to hamilton just once that do we talk about this now but once that car that mercedes car 
is not leading, once it's behind any car, really, once it's trailing, mm -hmm. it seems to have a lot of trouble catching up and being able to overtake unless there's a monster tire advantage. Is this a Mercedes only thing? Or is this just the way the cars are constructed? I, it, it, it's a little bit of both. But uh, this track... It, but it affects Mercedes more. No, no. I think it's because we see it more. I right. Yeah, but but also also what it is is that it, it didn't affect the Mercedes so much on this track because it's Monza. So they're, they're obviously the... They're the most powerful engine on the grid. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yes, Honda has caught up, but they're not up to the level of Mercedes. Come on, Renault. I'm oh, come on, bro. <laughs> Seriously, and then and then the only reason uh, the Red Bulls are allowed, are not allowed, but they're as are just as close as quick to the Mercedes because they have to trim down the car aerodynamically to create less drag for them to be as quick or you know or close to the Mercedes as far as engine speed on a straight line is concerned. Um, on track like Monza, yeah. So uh, however, I mean. And that was the only reason why. If it was another track, maybe the Mercedes don't move up as quick as they did um, during the Grand Prix. <laughs> How's that water, was? It was good. <laughs> um, all right. So, one, two, three was... Yeah, because in the sprint, Hamilton didn't do much. Nah, once he got behind. Once he got, that, that's yeah, I mean, it's even, just... And Bottas just took up... Hold on. Bottas just took off and was in the distance. Like, yeah. Max couldn't even catch him. I mean, he... he was it, Gasly ahead of Hamilton when, when he crashed? It seemed he was, like... They were, like, right next to each other, no? Or he yeah, was just behind? He was, he was up there. He was up there, but he was... He, he crashed pretty quick. Like, it was the first lap. Of the second turn. I was still trying to figure out... I guess he didn't like the company that was advertising there because when he crashed, he just took off all the <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, Gasly was up there. Gasly was, had actually a pretty good qualifying, man. So. No, Gasly, Gasly wasn't ahead of Hamilton because no. Gasly, yeah, yeah, he was. Because Gasly. Well, he was sick. His, he started six. No, I'm saying, so. but Gasly lost the win after the first turn after the, in the little tap with Lando. And Lando mm -hmm. was already ahead of Hamilton. Yeah. So he was ahead of Hamilton when, when you know, obviously on turn one. Mm -hmm. So Hamilton would have been, for, for, you know, falling further back if. If we had like a new, a diff, like a like an IndyCar wing or something, because a little tab like that, IndyCar wing does not break. No, no, no. They're obviously stronger in IndyCar, but I don't know. It it, it seems like Hamilton's having a tough time with the starts uh, this season, a little bit more than often, or more, more than more than usual, I would say. I think this is the first time I've noticed it. No, there was another race where he did didn't get a. Or is it that Ham I forgot what? Or it is was. that Max is just just, just flying off? <laughs> Like this weekend, obviously Max did not have a great start either. Obviously, actually Grand Prix, but we get into that. But yeah, but I mean, either way, the the I think the point is that yeah, the Mercedes car is, is not very good when it has traffic when it's not in clear air. But I think most of the cars, but it seems like it to affect the Mercedes more. But what uh, what was in Mercedes' favor that it wasn't Monza, so you're not you don't have a lot of corners it's just a lot of straight lane speed i think you're on full throttle for like 70 percent of the lap yeah no, because more. if the car is leading the most of the overtakes that it will take is lapping cars so they get blue flags and they, they get you know they get mm -hmm. passed they get to pass yeah you're right easier. you're right yeah like you know no you're not racing not all this yeah you're not racing all these people you're passing mm -hmm. because blue flags blue flags yeah all right so one two three bodas Verstappen, ricardo four norris five hamilton Six Leclerc, seven Signs, eight Giovinazzi, 
Nine Perez, 10 Stroll. So everybody moves up a spot because Bodas's engine penalty that we talked at the start. Bodas starts at the back of the grid, but 19th and Pierre Gasly 20th, right? That's what uh, I recall seeing. I believe so. Um, well, let me... Yeah, because Gasly started from the pitch. Actually, yeah, yeah you're mm-hmm. right. Uh, so that's sprint qualifying. Three championship points for Bodas, even though he got the pen- penalty. Two for M- Max, which... Turns out to be consequential because now from three it went to five, uh, and one for uh, Daniel Ricardo. Crazy to even he just got an extra point, but <laughs> right. Well, and then uh, just to point out the the, the tact the the tactfulness of, uh, of the tactical stra- of the strategy with Botas. Um, thank God he was there because he actually instead of Max Verstappen running away and getting three points. I think the net change was one point. He just got one point instead of the, the full three. Well, he got two I mean, points. You know, he got two points, but he got just one more point than Hamilton, I would say. Because Mercedes, because Valtteri Bottas took, got three. But Hamilton got zero. I got two. But. Okay. On the constructors. On the constructors, I mean. Okay. Yeah. Um, What's it called? WC1? WDC. 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 And the other one is? WCCs. <laughs> oh my God. Alphabets. <laughs> okay, so the race itself and really the weekend itself. So I'm not going to jump into the main topic first, but how about McLaren's pace? Like that was something that we have not seen in a decade, right? As far as how, how fast they were, how dominant they were on this track. Ricardo would have won on merit based on his start, right? Right. Regardless of the accident, they would have. If he would have stormed him, away. He would have, yeah, he would have. I wouldn't say stormed away, but yeah. he would have kept the okay. lead. Okay, I'll give yeah. that. Because it's not because of the because of we the, think the of challenges. Monza. We think of Monza as a track that it's easy to overtake, but it's not really easy to overtake because the challenges this track, you know, faced this weekend, where cars could not cars could not pass each other. Mm-hmm. So because of that, he would have won the race. Yes. Yeah. Because as the race was going on, he will always be. Between a second and a second and a half on uh, Oberstappen. Mm-hmm. Verstappen would take it as far as down as like three quarters of a second. That he, would, he would get DRS, but he would not get enough of a jump to actually pass him by I, turn one. I think if, if things would have stayed the way they stayed, it would have been. And it has to do with the, I believe, with the, you know, the drag. Yeah, it would have, it, it would have, it would have obviously come down to tire strategy, but it would have to be one of those things where Verstappen would have to be pressuring Ricardo and hope he makes a mistake in order for him to overtake. Yeah, but then if let's say, for example, let's take it all the way to his Verstappen first stop, first stop, you know, first pit stop. We'll get there. No, no, I'm talking about, we're just talking about the, yeah. the Ricardo win, but just with the kind of stop that Verstappen had. Here, Ricardo would have won. No, I'm just you know because Ricardo had a, you know just going on about each other. What had. I'm talking about if is if it would have stayed like status quo, if yeah, all so the pit stop would have gone like yeah, McLaren would have still won. But <laughs> he wouldn't have stormed away. But, no, yeah. So and the pit stop would have and him. also, um, Norris was up there fighting too, so that helps him too strategy wise. It was two cars now. How how beautiful is it when you have your teammate there along your side to help? How beautiful is that? It's great. It's, oh. like, it's like they're holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> so. I love you. You, you love, love me. Okay. I think one thing. Okay, so Ricardo, banger of a race. Banger yes. of a weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally, Dude we came, see it. He came back. through. He looked like. He never left. 
Yeah, it looks like <laughs> exactly. the old yeah, Ricardo. Exactly. Yeah, he was. He never left. Uh, it, and that's exactly what he said after the race. I just stepped aside for a bit, but I never <laughs> left. Lando, banger of a weekend. Awesome. On it, McLaren as a team just. But Lando's been on it since the beginning Brown. of the year. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we, when I and we mentioned this, uh, well, yesterday we were talking. Um, Zach Brown was, but when they, when they were going through their stuff with the whole. Honda deal, and they had Eric Boulier there. Zach Brown was taking a lot of heat. Everywhere. Uh, to the point where they were like, is, this, is he the right man for the job? You know, he's an American coming in, and obviously his strength is more of getting uh, commercial deals, sponsorship. Uh, but he is, is he the right guy to head the team up? Uh, of the order. You know, uh, as far as, like, the racing is concerned. But credit to him. He brought in Andreas Seidel. He brought in the right people in the technical team. Uh, and now when because you, Andreas is not an F one guy. No, no, he was. He worked in F one before. No, he worked in WC, in WC. for yeah, yeah. Porsche, mm -hmm. and and they and he won championships with Porsche, uh, in in WEC. So much credit to Zach Brown because he kept you know he brought in the right people, turned the ship around. I remember when the McLaren first came out with the papaya scheme. Remember how empty. The car was. That car was no sponsorships at all. It had a GP2 engine. <laughs> there you go. But the but the thing is that also they wanted to blame everything on Honda. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then when the Honda engine was swapped for the Renault engine, they still had issues. So then they were like, "All right, we we got to take responsibility on the chassis side as well." So now you bring in Lando Norris. You obviously they signed Carlos Sainz, which is a great signing because they were able to take that team through the turbulence and bring him up the grid. Then you get the Daniel Ricciardo signing, who's a proven race winner, and you can see how that experience helps them out. Even though he hadn't been doing good this year, but he, eventually we knew that he was going to get it right. Um, you have a race who full of sponsors and a car full of sponsors now. I mean, they're the they're they're on their way up to be the McLaren of old, and that's where we should be seeing McLaren because it's one of F1's legacy teams along with Mercedes and along with Ferrari. And Williams. And Williams, and Williams as well. Williams is on, you know, needs to put the game. But, I mean... And Haas. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, the McLarens should be up in the field. They shouldn't be in, the, in you know, you know, languishing at the back like they were. Um, same thing with Williams. They should be up there fighting. If not at the top, they should be fighting at the top of the midfield. Well, they are now. That's crazy. That, yeah. That's a good point on the sponsorships because that was like the first thing I said when when you see Ricardo's victory lap. I was like, I was calling out the sponsors. Wow, how happy is whoever? Uh, Tesla or whatever. Quantum Pink. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. D. Walt and uh, all those, know, all of these sponsors that they never had before. Dell Computers. I right. mean, so now you have an Now yeah. you have an American businessman. In what's considered a European sport, mm -hmm. with a kid that's a Twitch streamer, yes. Daniel Ricardo, who's marketable from here to the moon, right? right. I mean, who if if you didn't like that Ricardo won that race yesterday, there's something wrong, dude. You're just miserable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're just absolutely. Miserable. The bar was go going get that crazy. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I took videos. I'm gonna post videos of the shoey on our Instagram and our Twitter. But man, that was that was awesome. Awesome race for McLaren. Awesome weekend for McLaren. Let's one, talk two. about yeah, one two. First double podium finish since twenty twenty twelve? Ten. Ten. Woo! First win since twenty twelve. Correct. 
Jason Button. There you go. So, I want to talk about about the accident. The accident. So, Hamilton and Verstappen, their whole race. So, one thing I do want to say before getting to that accident, and I think that it is very important to even mention, is lap one, turn four. You can see, uh, well, lap one, turn four. So, lap one, the starting grid is... Did we talk about the beginning of the race already? We're talking about it now. Okay. Lap one, turn four. Lap one. But we didn't talk about turn one. Okay, so let's talk about turn one. What do you want to address there? No, no, meaning the way Ricardo just took off. And well, we said that when we talked about Ricardo. Yeah, we did. Okay. Anyway, so Ricardo got a great took start. off, had a great start, took command of the race. Right behind them, starting P4, was Lewis Hamilton. Also had a pretty good start. Yes. Mm-hmm. Side by side with Max Verstappen. Going into turn, not side by side, but they were battling there. Going into turn one, turn two, then they get down to turn four. Turn four, Max essentially, I'm using my words, I'm choosing my words carefully, essentially pushes Lewis Hamilton out of the track over the sausage curbs, forcing him to cut the chicane. Cut the chicane. Also, something that I didn't notice until watching the replay later on, also forcing him to give back the place to Max, slow down, and then who passes him but Lando Norris, right? Mm-hmm. That was very consequential because Lando defended the whole race so perfectly, well, not the whole race, but until he was surpassed, so perfectly for many, many laps against Hamilton, just like he did in the in the, uh, the qualifying. Mm-hmm. What happens that causes a lot of... Uh, a lot of... Um, Issues for Hamilton to get past. Mm-hmm. Eats up, eats up tires. Hamilton and Bosta, um, Boras started on hards. Everybody else in the top fifteen were on mediums. Right after the sprint qualifying, you get to choose what tires you start on. Mm-hmm. So, what happens? Ricardo pits in lap twenty-two. Verstappen, Verstappen pits lap twenty-three after a terrible like. Okay, it's hammer time for Max. Clear air. Go go crazy. Doesn't go crazy. Terrible lap. Doesn't work at all. He lost time. The tires were terrible. He lost time to Ricardo. Fine. Pits, what Ruben was going to say earlier, it's an 11-second pit stop. Front uh, front right tire. What? I don't even know what, what happened. Uh, I'll tell you what happened. So, and this is the direct consequences of the banning of the automation on the pit stop. So before, so before. That was introduced in Spa. That was introduced in Spa. So before, the way it would work is when they had the wheel nut in, there was an automatic sensor that would send it to the front where the light turns green on all of them. What they wanted to do was get, want to introduce more of a human reaction because it was getting too close for comfort. So they reverted back to now on the pit gun, they have a button there. Boom. They put in the nut. They have to press the button, that button, uh, humanly uh, press the button that gives them a little bit more time that's why you see now instead of two seconds you see like 2.4 they have to press that button so they can so th- so they can signal to get that green light so the driver can go the front right was it that guy forgot to press the button are you kidding me he's fired get yeah. him out of here so he forgot to press the button so automatically, if you forget to press the button, you have to go back in and make sure that everything, so you unscrew it and unscrew it again, then he presses the button. That was the reason why. He's fired! Yeah. 
gone. Be out. By the way, that's not as easy as YNZ just made it sound. I got there's a video out there of me bidding wells on it, but it's not as easy as it looks. So that's not even co- you, come on, this dude. This dude is bragging about something that about in like, Montreal we in did Montreal the on the street. Yeah, like come on, bro. I'm about to like flip over your seriously, man. You're comparing no, no, that? like, but it's good that things like this are, are happening because the automation was actually come on. It made the race a, a little safety. bit more interesting, yeah, issue, but yeah. it was causing a safety issue. But you know. But it also gives room for mistakes like that to happen, yes. which in turn makes the... Uh, if the race wasn't interesting with Ricardo, you know, going off, you know, and beating Max Verstappen at the start and, you know, everything else, that, that made it more interesting because that set up what happened next. Go ahead. So it was an 11-second pit stop, 11. right? 11.4. 11. Jeez. What happens next? Surprisingly, Lewis Hamilton... Comes into a pit. He comes in and pits. I believe it was lap twenty six. Let me just twenty five. He so he pits from hards two laps after Max Verstappen, who was on mediums. That, that was when it thus, happened. That was super strange. Like why are they pitting so early? Exactly. Thus negating the advantage that they had. Whatever. They're the experts. I don't know nothing. What happens coming out of the pit straight or coming out of the pit exit? Along the pit straight, you see Max Verstappen just flying, just going crazy. That's my car sound. <laughs> That's a Civic or something? Sounds accurate. Is that a Civic? It's a lawnmower. <laughs> going crazy down the pit street, Lewis Hamilton comes out of the pit exit. Going into ter- going into turn one. I'm trying to say this the right way here. Going into turn one, they were not alongside of each other. Max, because he was carrying more speed from the pit straight versus mm-hmm. Hamilton at the pit exit, they he pulls up alongside of Hamilton. Max pulls up alongside of Hamilton on the left side going into what is going to be a left-hand turn at the second part of that chicane, le- turn two. Right. As a result... But in, going into the braking zone... going. Into the breaking zone of turn one or of two? Turn one. Okay. Hamilton was ahead. Yes. Agreed. Mm-hmm. At Which, turn- by the way, Max didn't like because supposedly, as soon as the white lines finished, he just shot way over. Wow. Well, I mean, you know, to like, that's what supposedly Max said that pushed him so far on the green. But, okay. I mean, it's so pretty much Max okay. emphasized, like, oh, but he was, you know, he like, but you kind of got to move over to make Yeah, yeah, but no, no, but he's like, oh, he, ways. you know, basically moved on the breaking. Okay. <laughs> I, under, I, I don't think he said uh, that. Yeah, so, he did. Anyway, okay. Turn two, we agree that Max is still slightly behind. Mm-hmm. Yes. Looking to make that left-hand turn, he's carrying more speed. There's there is again. I'm choosing my words very carefully. There is not enough space for him to be able to make the turn at the speed that he was looking to turn without pushing out Hamilton. Ends up going over a sausage curb on his left, jumps up the car, lands on top of Lewis Hamilton's car after, lands on top of Lewis Hamilton's car, or by his wheels, gets popped up by Lewis Hamilton's rear tires, Mm -hmm. and then lands on top of Lewis Hamilton even more. On top of, he let... The side of the 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 side rear of the car lands on top of the Lewis right Ham- the right yeah well the almost the side actually lands on top of the halo, causing the wheel to literally take out the airbox, the and intake. then roll down, 
on top of the, the halo and, and Lewis Hamilton's head. I always knew. He That's what actually what the wheel ended, yeah. And then you know the cars basically decided to make love to each other. That's they what hugged it each like. other. It was like a National Geographic. Yeah, it was like you know seeing two beasts in the wild. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I guess <laughs> make a little baby. Yeah, a little baby Red Bull Merc. <laughs> if you notice, I just, I just. If you notice, um, after Max actually lands on top of Lewis. He actually guns it again, like steps on the gas. You could Max you could or yes, Max. I think that's just a natural reaction. No, no, I'm not saying he did it on purpose. I'm saying, but I wonder if the other wheel, because obviously we see this side is in the air, but the other one's on top of Lewis. I wonder if Lewis felt that in his head. Well, no, 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 no. It wasn't because what happened there. I don't think he was gunning it while it was on top. It, it rolled down, and it was on top of the front of of the car. Yeah, but it rolled down. It didn't. I mean, it, it literally rolled down. It it broke the 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 air hoop, but there's a crash structure there, mm -hmm. and that wheel. I think Lewis had the one that's like the most off camber because the camber is just like the how straight the wheel is. It just was able to just hit the top of his helmet, and okay. you can see the scuff marks on Lewis's helmet. So Yancey, mm -hmm. who is at fault here? We're gonna go around the horn here. Who is at fault here? No one. So to to me, there's one of three possible things. Max is at fault, Hamilton's at fault, or it's a racing incident. What do you think? I thought it was a racing incident when I saw it. Um, when I saw it, I thought it was a racing incident. Now, when I, when, when I read the steward's decision on it, and um, and we, I guess we'll get that after what we thought it was, it was Max's fault. So your final answer is that it was Max's fault. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ruben? I agree with Yancey on the, as we were watching the actual, you know, had thing happen, we thought it was a racing incident. But when you keep repeating and repeating and seeing it and, you know, replay and replay and replay, I think Max was at fault. Okay. And, I, and I'll tell you why. But I, I, I'll tell you why I, I uh, when I read the stewards report, I'll tell you why. I didn't read that, on. but I just say that. When they went into turn one, Hamilton was clearly in front, and he was just, he should have backed up right there on the spot because he knew he was going to make the other turn with the speed that he was carrying. Max. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Lewis, the way, you know, the hype that they have between the two of them with the, you know, championship and all the other stuff, Lewis was not going to give him an inch, plain and simple, on an already tight enough turn. I think, yeah, I, I think they, uh, that was, that was going to be the case Considering what happened at Silverstone, that nobody's going to give each other an exactly. anymore. I think it was a racing incident. I think that once you take into account Hamilton had just exited the pits, uh, Max was coming straight on with full speed. Um, once you take into account um, basically what we had seen in previous races and even in this race uh, with the Ocon and Vettel incident, that the drivers were getting penalized for not leaving enough space. I think that if I'm Max, I think that I'm going to be left enough space uh, because I am the faster car as I am flying down the straight as I am overtaking. So I should be left enough space to be able to make my maneuver. There's one thing that you're missing, though, and this was covered in that report with the stewards. Good for you that. So as all of that was happening, because London Norris was there as well, it was Hamilton... And then Max Verstappen, right? Mm-hmm. Who were the blue flags for? 
There was blue flags. Yeah, coming out of the pits there were blue flags, yes. So maybe they were passing somebody. I don't okay. know. Okay, go ahead. You can't be asking us this stuff. You gotta. Yeah. No, no, I'm just saying it because of what I saw in the race. I'm okay. assuming you guys saw that too. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't see that. But um, the reason, there's a, a multiple reasons why Max was going faster at that moment. But one of the reasons, and it was in the report, is that during that braking zone, mm-hmm. and this you see this on the telemetry, obviously they're going to that braking zone. Lewis Hamilton broke. He braked first. And deeper into the braking zone, that's when Max Verstappen put the brakes on. That's why he was heading into that corner a little bit faster. So he's carrying more speed and knowing the natural the natural line of how that works, it's a it's a what is it, right, it's right, right left. left. Mm-hmm. Right left. There could be an opening and there was an opening there. And yeah, um, Lewis Hamilton has to leave at least the car's width, but he's ahead of him at that point in the braking zone. So once you get it, and they treated that corner as it was not two different corners, but as, as one corner, because obviously it's very quick. So what what they saw was that in order for Ham for 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 Max to make that corner and get by Lewis, he had to brake later, meaning he's carrying more speed, mm-hmm. even though he was already carrying more speed. But when you brake later, you have he's carrying more speed, so you have less control of the car. So that and and obviously, he couldn't. He didn't have enough time to go in, going further into to cut the corner, so he wasn't gonna make it anyways. But instead, you know, he went into he went into into Lewis's car and then hit the curb, and that's what caused him to jump on top of Lewis's car. So there was contact with Lewis first before the sausage. That's what you think you're saying, man. Uh, no. No, no, I think well, I mean it looked like he was going No, it looked like he was going into the into into that corner but but I mean it was going to be close but I think I just think that he didn't have enough time to just veer off to to cut the chicane. So in the, instead he hit the curb and that's what caused him to hit Lewis. Because once you hit that curb, yeah, once you hit that sausage curb and they've had this problem uh in Monza before Alex Peroni a few years ago in Parabolica, they had to take out that sausage curb, flung him into the into the barriers, and he actually broke his spine. Um, uh, and then Sophia Flourish, I think it was in Macau. In Macau, she was out of control, hit a sausage curb, and it, it bounced into the bounced crowd. into a crowd like like she was like a a fly, like splatter into the crowd. She broke her her um her spine as well. Uh, they need to take a look at that because that's super dangerous if a car hits it at that speed. And you can see, uh, luckily for the halo, that wasn't even worse because it popped that car right up. And I, once it popped it up, it, it was out of control, hit hit Lewis Hamilton, and then obviously it went over his head. So thank God for the halo. I mean, it's already saved. You can save three lives in Leclerc. I mean, as, as far as that one, Leclerc, Grosjean, and Hamilton. Uh, so, yeah. Grosjean I mean, uh, definitely saved him. Yeah. What happened? Grosjean, it definitely. Oh, for saved. sure, for sure, and that's because they made sure that it was real as a reinforced titanium, mm-hmm. and it can hold up to the load of like a, a London London bus. London bus. So the double decker bus. Yeah, if it wasn't for that, I mean, we don't know what happens. Thank God, nothing more serious happened than that. So, what are you thinking? What I'm thinking is, what do we say here? Okay. So you guys believe it's Max's fault because of the, uh, or you guys agree it is Max's fault due to the way that the stewards explained it and just kind of watching the race. I yeah. believe it's a racing. But, 
I think there's also, and, and Lewis Hamilton alluded to this, uh, there's an article on Motorsport about this. Um, it sets a precedent. Precedent. Not president, precedent. Um, this is not a politics show. <laughs> so, you watch the NBA, right? I'm, I'm, I'm giving an analogy here. You watch the NBA, and you and sometimes you see games where they're getting a little bit physical, mm -hmm. a ton of fouls are called, and, and you know that the referees now have to step in, make sure everything is calm, and they'll start calling fouls a little bit more easily just so players won't get into foul trouble when they calm down a little bit. I think something along the lines is happening here with the stewards going forward because what we have seen so far is when Max and Lewis, if they're going into a corner and they're close, we know Max is not going to back out. That's just his driving style. He never has, never will, and we don't see him doing that ever before. We have seen Lewis back out, but it's tactical because he wants to make sure that he finishes the race because he's he's always fighting for a championship. And we saw him do that at turn, turn four, four lap one. and lap one. But if it's this close, the way it was, it was very close, um, this is going to happen again. What you don't want to do is get it to the point where it's straight up disrespectful and they're just hitting each other left and right like gotcha. in bumper cars. So I think the, the reasoning why, it, it could have very well been a racing incident, mm -hmm. but if you let that pass, then in the future, what we have what, eight, nine races left? If you let that go, then it's giving the green light for both drivers to do the same thing, and now we just we're not we don't have a well, championship drivers, fight. Everybody. Yeah, everybody, we're not we don't have a championship. We just have a, like a straight up duel, and it could get real dangerous because obviously we're driving they're driving the fastest cars in the world going through corners, hitting each other like with impunity. So uh, you you need so if. If you let the drivers keep doing this, and we've seen it with track limits, we've seen it with anything else. If you let the drivers go, they're going to do what they want to do. It's up to the FIA and the stewards to rein them in. And this is an attempt for them to be reined in so it could be respectful on the track. That is my viewpoint on it. And that's, well, that's, what, that's, I, what, that's what I was. thought. That's what I thought before I saw this article today because they needed to, to simmer things down a little bit. Um, and then I saw what Lewis said um, earlier today in that article, and I'm like, that's what I wanted to get at. So it was kind of perfect. And what he said is that they needed to cool it down. Well, he said that it sets a precedent where uh, where this stuff is not tolerated anymore. Because I think the problem is, and I think we can all agree on this, is that obviously Max is almost like a, like an old school racer. He doesn't mind the contact. He wants he he. And and there's nothing wrong with that. That's what we love about Max because he's a fighter. Aggressive. But what happens is is that if you don't rein that in, and just as Lewis alluded to, you don't rein that in, then it gets a little bit crazy. And not what you're doing is that you're just crashing into each other. And we can see how dangerous it, it can get. Um, even though these cars are super safe, yep. uh, there's there's a chance that something wrong could happen, and you don't want that. We want to see a fight. We want to see them racing we don't want to see anybody dying or getting hurt so as a result of the accident and the stewards decision very well written out uh decision mm -hmm. uh max verstappen for the next race will take a three-place grid penalty correct is that enough is that enough to dissuade going forward 
um, in a championship fight, I think it's enough. Uh, I they could have. I mean, I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Based on the accident in Hungary with Valtteri Bottas, Bottas got a five place grid penalty. Right. Was that five place grid penalty more deserving? Or was it a joke? Should it have been ten places versus Verstappen, or vice versa? What do you guys think? No, I think the the five grade, the five place grip penalty was was just right on the on on the money because obviously he misjudged that breaking point, but he also took out like three or four cars, was the including the including the front running cars. Um, this was again, it was very close. I mean, if they would have ruled it a racing incident, nobody penalized. I don't think anybody would have had a problem with it. But the fact is that Max did break late, so he did cause an accident. Just like they 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 ruled that they ruled that Lewis caused that accident in Silverstone, and gave him what was that a what was the penalty there? In, in Silverstone, I don't think there was a penalty. There wasn't a penalty. Was they gave him a ten second penalty. Oh yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. They gave him a ten second penalty because his car was able to continue in the race. Continue in the race. Yeah, they gave him a ten second pen- penalty. Um, but again, it I think it's a combination of. One, he broke late, so that he did cause the accident. And two, they need to cool it down because we have nine races left, and we can't keep doing this. I don't know. Y- so that's that's the difference between I think a Max and a Lewis. Lewis would know that, saying, "Hey, we still got this many races, and I'm still got a championship to win." Max, yeah, but Max's no, no, driving Max, style is super aggressive. I know, but you have you also have to learn that that you also have to finish the race. You also need the points. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. also have hey. And another, he's the championship leader. And I get another whack out in a couple of laps, hopefully. Yeah. If I just take the social security on that curve now. Does he? But you know, but that's why he was on fresh retires, Hamilton. But doesn't we And don't, he we wasn't don't know. as fast, but but that was the same reason why Hamilton was fighting so hard in Silverstone because he knew that if Max gets ahead, he would have lost that race. But we we never know because remember, after that turn, yeah, Max would let him go again. He'll get a toad. Same thing happened with Bateri later in the race. Well, he had to give the place back to Leclerc. Leclerc got a toe and passed him again. I you know I take issue with, I take issue with when you guys say or when Yancey says that Max uh, broke late into turn one. The guy's trying to overtake. Isn't that what you do? You break late. You break late if there's room. Into turn one, there was room. But they're not. But that's the thing. See, that's the distinction. They didn't treat it as turn one and turn two. They treated that almost like a complex, and they kind of have to do it because it's such a quick switch around. You get what I'm trying to tell you? And I, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I just disagree because if I'm the faster car, I'm trying to overtake. I'm trying to race my race. I can't base but, my race on what this other guy is going to do yeah, but and the, pushing me off. But the the reason, the reason, part of the reason why he's the fastest car is not only faster car in that moment, is not because he's carrying that much speed. It's because he broke later just to get ahead of him that's why he was that's why he was able and he was never even ahead of him even it was very close but he was never even ahead Lewis was always ahead I think the we can they, agree to disagree we, we, I think we the closest were. they got yeah. as far as distance wise was at, at the actual social skirt and Hamilton still had the front wheel in front of him yeah he still did I mean but again they're treating it as an entire complex of corners instead of just a, one corner because it's, uh, they should because it's so quick, and that's what makes the beginning of Monza super interesting because you have all these cars going on this long-ass straight just bottlenecking into that corner. Don't even play online. There was yeah. one time I played online. <laughs> I just let everybody pass, and then I drove, and yeah. I, I was able to finish P2 because everybody just wiped each other out. Yeah, I mean, that, that and especially in a video game, yeah. everybody's going to wipe each no other out. No damage or whatever. Also, mm-hmm. that incident to me showed that a lot of times the, the danger in F1 
does not matter how slow the corner is or how quick the turn is. Yeah. Because no. they were going super slow. And look at that. You know, if it wasn't for the yeah. halo, we would have been hey, But what's crazy right is now. that super slow is still 80, 90 miles an hour. Yeah. That's fast, yeah, yeah. Brian. And you I know? Video, it looks super slow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I gotta, it just looks super slow, but that's fast. You man. know who should be like punching air right now, really upset at himself? Is that Red Bull mechanic that didn't press the button? <laughs> <laughs> because honestly, I think he's that, still playing with the gun. By the way, I'll tell you what: they, if they, that, that was doesn't happen, this incident doesn't. Gone. If that was like a three-second pit stop, mm-hmm. even a three-second pit stop. Because Lewis also had a had a bad stop too. But it was like it was like four, 4. point six. Yeah. Seconds. No, but saying, but it's still bad. Like if we yeah. would have, you know, even if we would have had a perfect stop, he would have gone but ahead. There, clearly, there goes that rule change rear, and it's. Is it an ugly hat? It makes it more interesting for us, you know? So, man, that's the other thing. So, I, you know, I was talking to you guys earlier about it, but the stupid, like, the rules, they need to be enforced consistently. In this case, I get it. I see why they enforced it the way they did. But previously in Austria, uh, in Monza previously, uh, in Monza that same day yesterday with uh, Ocon and Vettel, it was... The driver that did not allow the space was the one that was penalized. Obviously, those were different circumstances, but I think that there needs to be a clear, this is what we're going to do. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think the article you mentioned, Hamilton mm-hmm. does say that as well, saying that there needs to be some clarity regarding what was going to be enforced was not, yes. or how they were going to be enforced. That's what leads to this stuff. That's what, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Because, I don't know. Does Max still make the same move? Probably. <laughs> but... At least yeah, we he know. Definitely yeah. does. You know what's crazy is lap one, turn four. I was watching that the replay. They have an overhead shot of when Hamilton went over the sausage curves. You see Max push him off. The next car behind them is Lando, who takes a much tighter turn, would have allowed plenty of space for Hamilton. So it's like, man, come on, what are you doing, Max? Yeah. I mean, it's just again, if you're the championship lead, you know what? I go back to Malaysia. No, not Malaysia. Singapore. Twenty seventeen. Was that the race where the Ferraris collide in front of Max when they squeezed them in? Yes. Max said this. And dude, follow your own advice. (laughs) I know it's been, you know, (laughs) four years, three years. Four four years ago. But at that point, that was a turning point in the season because the Ferraris, I mean, Sebastian Vettel in the Ferrari was fighting Lewis Hamilton. That's a very good point. Lewis Hamilton. In the Mercedes, obviously. And Ferrari had the clear, clear advantage in that race. Would have won that race. Would have at least extended that championship run further. And we might have had another Ferrari championship. But Vettel, stupidly, decided to cut in at the beginning of that race, cut in further than what he had to to cut in to cover Max Verstappen and cause that collision and... From then on, Mercedes just took over and won the championship, and Lewis won. I don't know what number championship he has so many. (laughs) But the comment that Verstappen had was, I don't know why Vettel did that. You're leading the championship. Why must you be so aggressive? Why are you causing a collision, especially your car? Max should follow his own advice. So I want to clap for Yancey, right? Because when it happened, thank you. <laughs> when it happened, that whole thing, he was like, oh, Max, this is all Max's fault. He caused them both to crash. Now he's grown through therapy, through race, <laughs> through race therapy. He's grown. He's able to admit. He's able to admit that it's 
<sighs> it was really a Vettel thing. It was all messed up. I'm, I'm proud of your growth. I am PNC. not more angry I'm proud right of your now <laughs> recalling that incident because of therapy. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> okay, let's go. Oh, man. So, all right. Aside from the incident, how about your boy, Yancey's boy, his favorite driver? Charlie! Who the No? Valtteri! Boras and his Boras! <laughs> what an amazing drive from P20 to P3, finishing on the podium. Deserved driver of the day, by the Deserved way. Deserved driver of the day, in my opinion, Daniel Ricciardo. Was he even I in the boats? I'm sure. I, I didn't, <laughs> Not I didn't sure. I was too busy. Not sure. I don't even think he was. too busy crying. Why do you guys continually hate on both sides. Get out of here. <laughs> you guys. When? There's one person. Look at the performance that this man put in. Drop, please. To whom it may concern. Mm. <laughs> My man came through, dominate, no, I don't want to say dominate, but he put in a better lap than Lewis, dominated the sprint race, and then he had to take an engine penalty, started last, yeah, and finished on the podium. Bravo, Valtteri Bottas. At one point, they said in the, at one point they said in the actual commentary when watching the race that he was lapping like a second and a half faster than everybody. Yes, how the hell? He was quicker, and the only reason maybe he couldn't overtake is because he was on mediums because he started on the hards. Yeah, but but he needed to start on the hards in order to get these overtakes done. When everybody pitted, he would be able to mm -hmm. go longer, free air. But it didn't going, work. But he didn't. But at the end of the race, his tires were gone. They pitted lap twenty six at the safety car. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, his tires were gone at the, at that point. Everybody else was on the hards. He still overtook a ton of cars. So once again, you see this praise of Boras. I I, I got to get your therapist's number because this growth is just unbelievable. Come on, bro. What is listen, in the way out? Unbelievable. So that's why you're saying listen, all that stuff because we have to. What is in the way have, out? So. Listen, we have to. Be object, object, objective <laughs> about this and know that in the long haul, throughout Valtteri Bottas' career at Mercedes, the man has not only outqualified Lewis sometimes, but been very close to him. When the team needs him, he's there. He scores the points. He gets the win. It is the reason why Mercedes has won all these championships when he has been the second driver. And he's, I've he's never said right he was points. a star driver, but he's a great second driver, and he will be a great leader for a midfield team like Alfa Romeo next year. Hey, Lewis said it. The best teammate he's ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Listen, when he deserves to get shitted on, he should. But Overall, you see, his, you take the macro view, not the micro view, the macro view of <laughs> wow. this. Yo. And you oh can see God. that Botas Your therapist is a number, solid man. A driver. Line. Holy crap. Solid so, driver. Race result. We had Ricardo, Ricardo Norris one two, as we talked about already. Valtteri Botas third. No, no, Charles Leclerc fourth. Charlie, baby. Fifth, Sergio Perez after taking that five-second penalty for not giving back the place to Charles Leclerc after cutting the chicane, that uh, turn four chicane again. Yeah, well, don't, what do you think about that? Um, What I thought about it initially was that it was smart not to give back the place because I thought that Boras would have passed him and then that he would have gone on to attack 
uh, Norris and Ricardo and would have easily, I think, won the race. Because he was just Just because of the pace, pace he was showing, yeah. It was crazy, his pace. So by putting another car in the way and not... What ended up happening, it was Paris, Leclerc, Bottas. Then Bottas passes Leclerc, and then Bottas passes Paris. But by not giving that place back, Paris didn't make himself, just like last one, Terp 4, mm-hmm. where Norris passed Hamilton. He didn't make himself vulnerable to get passed by Bottas. He maintained a place where Bottas had to fight to get past him. Bottas had to eat up... Uh, battery and tire to get past them and not be able to push even further up the field. Yeah. There was you? a... There was a... What, 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 you mean what? Meaning, do you think he should have just given the place back outside? It was, it, was, it was... Yes, but at what point without you being hurt? I think what killed him was the virtual safety car that came out. It bunched up the field a little bit yeah. more. Oh, with, with yeah, the five-second yeah. penalty? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so he got the five-second penalty because obviously it wasn't a clear overtake. Mm-hmm. Um, he should have given the place back. But, I mean, and hindsight is always twenty twenty, right? But I think what killed him was just that. that The virtual safety car. The virtual safety car. And Red Bull was saying that the FIA didn't warn him about it. The FIA said they did warn him about it. I don't know who to believe. I guess they should put up the uh, the radio call like they've been doing all, all season. That was the other thing. I, didn't, I did not. We were at the bar, so I couldn't hear. We couldn't it, really hear what was yeah. going on. But. Um, because the bar was going crazy. But it seems like everybody's talking about this like it was clear. Yeah, give it back. But it wasn't one of that. At that time, it really wasn't. No, it wasn't. Should have not. So. I but but I think it was a, the, the safety. But it was, car was it was really it was cool. also something that I believe should have just come straight naturally from Red Bull. Hey, give the place back. You called it like right as it happened. He's got to give the place back. Yeah. So and but Bottas was right behind the two. Yeah, but I'll tell you what. Man. And that and I, I think, think if he were to slow down to let him through. Both of us would have gone easy. Yeah, but you. But what happens is now is like you know, you're you're instead of finishing like fourth where you should, you finish fifth. You get two but less. I points. I don't think he would have. Okay, two less points, and as far as the constructors' title, because that's what you're fighting for, as far as Perez is concerned. Mm-hmm. You know, you get two more points. There was an overtake. I'm not sure if it was an overtake, but there was yeah, there was an overtake in the same turn. That Paris did, that he just when he just cut that corner, he looked. This, I don't know who the, I can't remember exactly who he was doing. Was it on Alonso? I don't know if it was on Alonso or, or like ex, or, Carlos Sainz or something. It was. I think it was on Carlos like, Sainz. But I was, remember seeing it. I was like, I was like yo, yeah. when he did it, I was like, oh my god, look at that. It was like the grip was like at ultimate level when he did it mm-hmm. because the car didn't even move. I was like, whoa, what was going on? Yeah, like yeah. damn. I even think I even think <laughs> Rebel came over the radar and like, oh great, you know, yeah. great job. Like, oh, who's next? Yeah, I don't think. I mean. Uh, yeah, uh, he also had a, he Paris also had a great pace. He did, yeah, yeah he, he started ninth. It was and it's, it was it's harder to overtake here than people give. And he, and thank God Paris was there because Paris held back both us throughout the whole pretty much yeah. and I think, the ending. Um, you know, again, uh, Ferrari, the most consistent team on the grid this year, finished where they should have finished. I yeah. think actually better than they would have finished. Not it's better. just that McLaren got a one too. So yeah. so now you mentioned Ferrari. What was going on with them? Because I, I don't know where Leclerc on the radio, I think was doing during the, the sprint qualifying. Sprint qualifying. I, I think we should stop, but I'm not going to say it over the radio. I think we should stop. There, 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 there was a And he even came out of the radio. I mean, out of the car and everything. No, there was, a, there was an issue with the engine braking, meaning like obviously when you let go of the pedal on a Formula One engine, especially with the electric motors, obviously what's happened with electric motors is that obviously it goes in the magnetic field. And when you let go... Uh, it it turns back, so it slows the car down because it's regenerating. 
um, I guess that setting was off, and they can always mess around mm-hmm. with that setting. Uh, uh, Martin Brundle was saying that on the on the on the broadcast. They could always manage that setting, but it seemed like they couldn't get control of it. So it was gotcha. something wrong. He was. He still, Imagine he got a couple of shots. I mean, he like, was. Guys, we got to stop. I just and this was during quali- this was during Friday mm-hmm. qualifying. I mean, he was still able to get into Q three with it. So I mean, mm-hmm. he managed to do that, but it wasn't ideal, obviously. Um, but that was the issue. It was something with the engine braking, meaning that once if you. you're not under braking, the engine does have even you even feel it in a road car. You know when you just lift off the pedal and you see you hear like the engine just, when, when when the gear is up. Yeah, exactly. So, low, whatever. That, that's that's exactly what happened. But it, it's a more of a pronounced thing when you're dealing with electric motors because the electric motor is literally like going one way and then then it, going back the other way is harvesting. So, so all right. So Perez was fifth. Carlos signed sixth. Lance Stroll seventh. Fernando Alonso, eighth, continuing his torrid pace here of getting points. George Russell, ninth, again, two points. Another points finish for Mr. Russell. Bam. And Esteban Ocon, 10th place, making it a double points finish for Alpine. Unbelievable for Drivers' Championship. Obviously, the top two did not change except for the sprint qualifying. So now it's 226.5 for Max. Lewis Hamilton, Mm 221.5. So it's a five-point difference now. Valtteri Bottas, 141. He's closing that gap. He's, I don't anticipate he'll catch him. Uh, Lando Norris, 132 with that he's second place. He's staying up there, Dude, man. What a, what a, he's staying what up a there more than we thought he would. What a drive. Yeah. Um, And then Sergio Perez, fifth, 118. Charlie, 104. Yeah. Um, Constructors, Mercedes, 362.5. Red Bull, 344 and a half. So that is starting to widen out That's a little starting bit. To widen up. I think we're heading towards what we spoke about last week, where we're going to have a different team winning the construction title than the than we could have. Um, than the drivers. Than the drivers. So that, that could happen. <sighs> and that's down to Sergio Perez versus Valtteri Botas. And guess what? Valtteri took his engine penalty, got third. Now Perez, Max, and Hamilton still have, have to, to take, take engine penalties penalty. for their next engine. So yes, see what happens. Botas's performance could have just won them the championship with just that one. Botas is doing Botas things. Yep. McLaren two fifteen, <laughs> Ferrari two oh one and a half. So McLaren obviously that one two finish very helpful for them. Alpine ninety five, AlphaTauri eighty four. Wow, what a what a great job by AlphaTauri. Not even being able to finish either car to keep that close. And then the rest aren't even worth mentioning. 59 for Aston Martin, who's just whatever. So, we, we damn. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So Alpine's taking a, not a commanding lead, but it's pretty good. Yeah, uh, no, this weekend definitely helped. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. All right. So, guys, anything else before we wrap this up? And Aston Martin, that's solid, solid seventh place finish right now. <laughs> <laughs> anything else, boys? No. That's it, yeah. We're off to Sochi. Oh, Sochi. Next week. Sochi. The preview. Yes. You know who's the favorite, right? Mazepin, his home Grand oh Prix. My God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. With that said. No, hold on. Botas does the man. Well at yeah. so he's the he, man. He has a, a fresh engine. We're doing a preview next week. I just Ooh. wanted to get that. I'm with a fresh engine. I wanted to get that joke in. This is about to go at the start F1, Twitter, and Instagram. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher is where you can find us. Download the podcast episodes. We are on YouTube as well. Jump to Start yeah. Racing Podcast. Hello. Wave. You can see us waving. Wave, Ruben. Like the queen. Don't, don't use <laughs> gotta, that one gotta, finger. You got to use the whole hand at Jump to Start F1. Guys, we'll see you next week <laughs> for the preview for the Russian Grand Prix. Go Mazepin. 
Peace. Peace. Peace.